Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. There we go. Mm, all my stuff came back up. Thank you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Come on. Oh, thank you, Lord. I needed that. I guess my computer needed to be shut down. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Hey, y'all, hey, good morning. Welcome. My stuff everywhere. Hey. Mommy Judy, he said he would. It's a song we were playing. Hey, Paula. Hey, hey, Kim. I gotta send out your appointments for next month. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, Carlotta. See y'all coming in. Good morning. Y'all do me a favor, share the video. Gonna get back into our study, my technology. Good morning. Hey, Allie, Nicole Conway from Mississippi. Good morning, Mississippi. Hi. Oh, you been up since two? I ain't been up since two. <laughs> Oh, I would tell you you should have messaged me, but mm -mm. <laughs> I was knocked out sleeping, 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 sleeping. One of the things that I confess every night is that I'm going to have sweet sleep. And there's a scripture that backs that up and I'm going to rest at night. And it's important for me to get rest at night or to go to sleep at night. And since I've been confessing that scripture, I sleep all night. So I want you to sleep, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all, I hope you got your your pens, your ink pens, whatever you need. We chewing on stuff. We chewing on the word of God. That's my song. There we go. Okay, class. The music all late. How y'all done? Y'all love music while we coming in? Yeah, sweet sleep. I believe in it. Last night, I slept good. Ooh. I'll pray with you today, Kim. Good morning. Thank you, thank you. And be so amazed. He 
it's only his grace. He said he would. So what's the matter all time? He said he would. Yeah, yeah. He said he would. So I trust him at all times. Good morning, y'all. Hey, Mar hey, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all doing? Oh, hold on. Good morning. I got all kinds of strange stuff going on this morning. But guess what? We work through the strange things. Love y'all. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome, 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 welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Yeah, I trust them at all times. Sometimes you just gotta break out the monotony, um, say what you need to say and keep moving. We've been dancing in the house. We've been walking in the house. We are practicing social distancing because our government asked us to, and we're uh, honoring the government right now because the word tells us to honor our leaders right now. And so we've been honoring our leaders and practicing social distancing and putting the things in place. But, um, and my boys and I are extremely close anyway, but it's been interesting for me to learn more about them, to learn more about what they think, um, learn more about their character. And so I'm really, really um, enjoying spending this time with them. Someone asked me yesterday, how was I adjusting? Like, what did that feel like for me with the boys? And um, I'm an introvert and I have extrovert kids. I just have an introvert, an extrovert calling on my life. So me being isolated doesn't bother me at all. Like none. <laughs> like me being isolated has no, it doesn't bother me. I didn't no two words for me to be by myself at all but they are extroverts and so i've had to learn to adjust and to help them in this situation and it's caused me to spend a lot of time with them because they get their energy when you're an extrovert you get your energy from other people and so they get their energy from other people they get a lot of energy from other people and so it's just caused us to have to adjust and we spending some time walking and we spending some time with each other and they are just real delightful. They are so funny. When uh, my husband passed, I was granted two beautiful gifts through them. And so they are like a split of him. My younger one is as fun. He acts like me. He's me, but he is as funny as my husband was. And then my um, 15 year old is as compassionate, like as my husband was. And so it is, it's like, I have a combo of him in the house. So I thank God for the gift that even though he's gone, that they give me remnants of him. And I really, really enjoy that because my husband was my, literally my best friend, my best friend before we dated, my best friend before we got married. So that part is so super cool for me to have pieces of him in them. And then they have their own individual personality. They have their own lifestyle, their own process. And they're such a, it is, it's an, Candace, it's a beautiful gift. Like it's a beautiful gift. So even though my husband is in heaven, I get to experience him every day these little boys and I want to share this with you we were watching a movie yesterday and in the movie the man um the, in the movie uh I don't know I love like I love my people like I love people I love people <laughs> I'm just saying it's easy for me to just um we were watching a movie yesterday and in the movie it was the it was a chronicles of narnia and it was the last part of the chronicles of narnia and the man had lost his father and at the end aslan or the lion or jesus or whatever you want to attribute him to was giving him the option to go to aslan's land or giving him the option to go to heaven and 
he gets to the edge of the water and he looks in the water, but he knows that it's not his time. And he turns around and they're like, you're not going where your dad is. And he's like, no, I'm not going where my dad is. And he said, the reason I'm not going is because my father would not want me to. He would want me to be here. This is the kingdom that he gave me. This is the kingdom that he fought for me. Right. And he says this very powerful line. He says, I've spent so much time. He said, I've spent so much time on what I didn't have that I haven't been focused, that I haven't been focused on what God, what God has given me. And so he had to, he had to change his perspective. He was like, I've spent so much time on what I didn't have that I wasn't focused on what I did have, like what I had and what I needed to focus on. And so that was a big takeaway for me yesterday. And I was talking to them about that, how it's so easy for us to get caught up in what we don't have or what's not happening right now, that we don't focus in on what's going on around us. We're not maximizing the opportunities that are before us. We're not um, looking at all of the things that God has the capacity to do for us, all of the positive things. I saw a post the other day that said uh, we may be isolated, but at least we're isolated in a shelter. At least we're isolated with food. At least we're isolated and we have our loved ones. And so when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's that's perspective. And so in this season, you're going to have to change your perspective. And the reason... And for me, for those of us that are in better positions, we got to change our perspective because there are people who are in far worse situations than us right now, like far, far worse situations right now. There are individuals who don't have, who are homeless, who don't have shelter. Um, our healthcare workers, our essential workers that are on the front line right now that do not have the option to not, not go to work, right? And they're at work and they're in the trench of this and they're in the thick of this, right? Um, they don't have the same options or they're not operating in the same piece. And so we got to start, we, those of us that are in much better situations, we got to start finding our joy in this so that we can lift up those that are in some of the worst places. You feel me? Like we got to find our joy in this so that we can help those um, we can help those that are in the worst situation. So here's the thing. L landlords are not supposed to be unforgiving. As a matter of fact, in the state of Arkansas right now, here's the truth. They, 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 um, issued a law that they will not, they will not do any evictions. So landlords cannot in Arkansas, if you're in Arkansas, they cannot evict you right now. The courts are not going to even allow them to proceed in evictions. So don't let media, um, don't let media make you think that some things are worse than they are because they cannot evict you right now. They, they have a 30 day right now stay. They cannot. So get your, get the information and get the facts so that the enemy won't have you around here tripping on something. They, they can't evict you right now. They cannot. Most courts have imposed some kind of law where they're not allowed to ev evict you. So make sure you have that information. I'm going to give you this and then we'll get started. If you are, um, if you are unemployed right now, or if you are working less, um, less than 30 hours, go ahead and apply for your unemployment now. Like if your work hours have been reduced for less than 30 hours, then go and do that. Yeah, T, but here's my thing. I don't want you to not pay your bills if you can pay your bills. Don't stack money up. D don't stack. Yeah, you got to be careful of what people are sharing right now. You got to be real mindful. Some, I, I'm not saying people aren't telling the truth, but some people are so addicted to drama right now that they will say anything. They, they will say anything. They are not giving you the truth of their scenario and their situation. You know, you got to go get the facts of your laws and what your laws are saying. And you got to go do the research for yourself. That's why we've been mindful to be off social media and everything else. Because people will have you in an uproar and it's not even a fact. Um, if your hours have been reduced by 30 hours or you're not working, go file for your unemployment claim. Um, if you're having a problem, contact me, contact me with your unemployment, contact me. Um, because I just, I have a connection. I have a connection. I can say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So contact me if you're having a pro problem with your unemployment, but they are really giving you an extra $600. If you get your unemployment benefits, get in, they are processing, processing two or 300 claims a day. So there are some things that 
are working, um, working for you right now. So, but if your bills can be paid, pay your bills. Don't hold that money or don't stack no money. Go, don't, don't pay your bills now so that you don't get behind because that's kingdom finances. Keep paying your tithes and sow your seed to your local churches. I want to pray for, um, yeah, Kim, you do need to apply. Even if you think you don't qualify, you need to go ahead and apply. And if your workload is reduced under 30 hours, yes, Meredith, thank you for that. Student loans are frozen into September and I'm believing they're going to wipe them out. I'm going to, I'm believing that they're going to wipe them out. So student loans are frozen into September. Your mortgage companies will do something, but here's the thing that you need to know before you cut a deal with your mortgage company. And before you cut a deal with your car note or your credit card companies, you need to ask, you need to see if what kind of deal you don't want to have a balloon payment in a few months. You don't, what you want to do is make sure that your um that they're extending it to the end or they're doing a rollover like they're doing a rollover at the end so what we're not going to do is we're not going to put ourselves in a position or place where we let money stack up and then we're um we're, we're not in position right yeah if Rhonda if you're working less than 30 hours you can file for, you can file for unemployment go file for your unemployment also there's another bill that's going to be there's there's another bill see Paula just said IRS has stopped garnishments until 7 15 2020 so the IRS is not doing any garnishment that's why I'm saying you got to get the wisdom you got to get the wisdom so the enemy will have you looking bleak and hopeless and it can't so nobody can evict you for the next 30 days. So if somebody is getting evicted, you need to tell them they the court can't evict them. The land, the police aren't even going to show up and put them out. The only thing that um the only thing that could happen is the landlord could change the locks. And if the landlord changes the locks, then we're going to call seven on your side of the news or something. Right? We're going we're gonna to call seven on your side. So you need to ask your particular company. Um, Teresa says they're deferring it to the end with no late fees. So if they're deferring it, deferring it to the end, that means they're taking your payment and putting it on the end of your, end, end of your package. So if your, your stuff would have been paid off in April, it won't be paid off to August. So if you, that's going to provide you some cushion and you need it, do it. But if all your bills are the same, don't do it. I guess we needed to give this information out today. So know that those resources are available. Know that unemployment is available. Know that they're going to work on another package deal as well that could impact um, those that are in service, right? So beauticians, those individuals that are service, there's another packet deal that may be coming down for you guys. So if you're a beautician and you're unemployed, which means also if you're a beautician, you need to make sure you incorporate your business. If your business is not incorporated and you just been doing hair and you ain't been doing it from a standpoint of a business, can you email us at um, LMJ Inked and let us incorporate your business? There is a fee to it, but let us get your business side of your life together. We need to get you incorporated so that when you go file and do everything you need to do, that you have all the information I have all the information that you need. So that's some good information. Chew on that today. Know that. So when you start seeing people posting, oh, I'm getting evicted, you need to challenge them and say, hey, check your state laws, check your city laws. They cannot evict you. Um, anybody that was a graduating senior here in Arkansas, they froze their grades. And as long as they were passing and where they were supposed to be, they've graduated. So a lot of the states are accommodating us. A lot of the states are putting accommodations in place. And so no one should be in a position or a place where they're getting evicted right now. So if some also food stamps for those that are really that really need it, like you really need the food stamps, those things are available for you as well. And they are quicker, like they're making quicker decisions about that. And they're releasing extra money. And then of course the stimulus checks arise. I think they're gonna start getting giving those out April the 17th. So your stimulus check will be out around. Uh, Vanessa, that's a conversation. <laughs> um, that's a conversation. And so there's some resources out there. Get your facts before you be in despair. Get your facts because you don't want to be in despair and you ain't got your facts. Right? You ain't got facts. And because the, can I say this? The tactic of the enemy has been fear. That's what he wants. He wants you afraid and he wants you fearful. That he wants you afraid and he wants you fit. He don't want you to have no information. Because if you don't have information, then he wants you. You need to go get more facts about the coronavirus. You need to get more facts and compare and look at 
what what is going on you need to get the facts there's so much facts out there and if you looked at the if you looked at this differently if you saw this differently you would look and respond to this differently you would be like oh you just um this is this is a trip it doesn't mean that it's not real it's real it's real it's very real but you got to get the facts um you get um the facts yeah so april so how do you get in touch with lmj inc for your business just just dropped a um just dropped some information she can pin it i think so we just need to talk about that with business so i, I love that so we got information there we go we got good information we're gonna get into the word today you got enough information to chew on you don't have to um you don't have to sit around and be misinformed you need to be informed about what's going on around you so um that you have the wisdom that you have from above because the enemy likes to come in like a flood love you too andre he loves to come in like a flood and give you bad information like he loves to give you bad information because he knows if he gives you bad information and you're fearful you won't seek out good information you won't start trying to figure out what you need like you won't do that um I am toying with, I talked to some, a city official about Feed the Streets because typically we would have Feed the Streets this Saturday. I don't know. He's asked, he's, he's asked me not to because of social distancing, but y'all know how my heart is for the homeless. And so I'm being creative um, for what we're going to do for Feed the Streets. So don't, those of you that always give into Feed the Streets, continue to send your donations towards Feed the Streets. We're going to either put that money into programs. We're going to make sure people have what they need. We're still going to partner. That's part of the columnist ministry to feed the poor. We're still going to partner. Um, we're still going to partner and put some money probably into some other existing programs. He told me, he assured me that the city was feeding homeless individuals every day. So I'm praying about that. And then we have another initial com initiative coming up, a Bible initiative come up. So don't, don't stop giving to feed the streets, right? Don't, don't, don't stop doing that. We need you to continue to give to feed the streets. Um, I think that's it. That's all of my announcements. Hey, don't forget about if, right? Uh, if don't, don't forget about if. Hey, good, Meredith. Don't don't forget about if. Don't forget about if Friday. God is just doing something significant for us. Um, thank you for all y'all who registered for Pillow Talks. Thank you for the, the a few of y'all who sponsor people. Thank you for sponsorships. I appreciate you. Um, we appreciate you. The journals are ready. Um, as soon as the other little trinkets get here, I'll be mailing out your Pillow Talk package. If you didn't get a part of this round of Pillow Talk, there might be a couple of spots available, but not free spots. But email Jess, info at justbeinglmj.com and ask her if there's any spots. If you missed it and you're like, my God, I really need to get in on this Pillow Talk. I want to make sure you get in on this Pillow Talk. Um, I'm super, I'm super, super, super excited about what God is going to do with Pillow Talk. Y'all ready for the word? Y'all ready for the word today? Y'all ready for the word? I'm so excited about the things of God. Like this is not time for you to lay down. This is time for you to operate in the mindset of greatness. This is time for you to, um, that's what I titled to, the, to today's devotional, the mindset of greatness. This is time for you to figure out who and what you are this is time for you to spend more time understanding the call and your purpose in your life i did not find out significantly who i was until i was in the most quiet places and that i could learn to hear god and i could learn to experience god um, and I could learn how to breathe God in and understand his character and understand how God worked and all of these wonderful things, right? And so that that came from a different place. So let me read two opening scriptures for you. I'm going to read two opening scriptures. I enjoyed that conversation. We needed that conversation. I enjoyed just conversating with you guys about the morning, the resources we need. Um, band together. Check. We're going to pray for those in the service industry. And what I mean by service industry is like our beauticians, um, our massage, our people who do our nails. We're going to pray for them today because all those salons, people who own restaurants, we need to pray for them. This is a very difficult place for them. I would ask you pray and ask God whether or not you need to continue to sew into um, your beautician or figure out whether or not the person has been sick. I don't know. Y'all figured it out. But don't just be like, oh, well, I ain't doing my hair. Check on them. Check on them. This has been a big adjustment to them. So I'm going to read two things to you today. I'm going to read Psalms um, 105 to you today. And uh, okay. 
I'm going to read Psalms. One. Oh, that's sweet, Lissandra. Thank you. I'm going to read Psalms 105 to you today. We're going to read our Psalms 91. We're going to start chewing in this word. Do y'all know how excited I am to teach y'all? Like, I love teaching y'all. Like, I love teaching y'all. I love being here. I love eating with y'all studying. So let's read Psalms 105 today. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed. His miracles and the rulings he has given you, children of his servant Abraham. You descendants of Jacob, his chosen one. He is the Lord our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. He always stands by his covenant. The commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a degree and to the people of Israel as an, as a never-ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. Oh, you got to see this. You got to ask the Lord to let you see this. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf, do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets. He called for a famine on the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. Then Pharaoh sent for him and sent him free, set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Joseph was put in charge of all the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possession. He could instruct the king's aides as he pleased and teach the king's advisor. Then Israel arrived in Egypt. Jacob lived as a foreigner in the land of Ham, and the Lord multiplied the people of Israel until they became too mighty for their enemies. Then he turned the Egyptians against the Israelites, and they plotted against the Lord's servant. But the Lord sent his servant Moses along with Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed miraculous signs among the Egyptians and wonders in the land of Ham. The Lord blanketed Egypt in darkness, for they have defied his command to let his people go. He turned their water into blood, poisoning all the fish. Then frogs overran the land and even invaded the king's bedrooms. When the Lord spoke, flies descended on the Egyptians and gnats swarmed across Egypt. He sent them hail instead of rain and lightning flashed over their land. He ruined their grapevines and fig trees and shattered all the trees. He spoke and hordes of locusts came, young locusts beyond numbers. They ate up everything green in the land, destroying all the crops in their field. Then he killed the oldest son in each Egyptian home, the pride and joy of each family. The Lord brought his people out of Egypt, loaded with silver and gold, and not one among the tribes of Israel even stumbled. Egypt was glad when they gone, for they feared them greatly. The Lord spread a cloud above them as a covering and gave them a great fire to light the darkness. They asked for meat and he sent them quail. He satisfied the hunger with manna bread from heaven. He split open a rock and water gushed out to form a river through the dry wasteland for he remembered his sacred promise. My God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to his servant Abraham. So he brought his people out of Egypt with joy, his chosen ones with rejoicing. He gave his people the lands of pagan nations and they harvested crops that others had planted. All this happened so they would follow his decrees and obey his instructions. Praise the Lord. Sounds like there's a promise. Sounds like there's a promise. Sounds like there's a promise. And anytime God wakes us up with a scripture and says, Lakeisha, okay, Psalms 105, sounds like there's a promise. Sounds like God's got you like he always has. Sounds like there's a good, good, faithful father in this, right? Sounds like the promises of God are yes and amen. And whatever God told you about your life is going to be true. It's going to manifest. And just like he did for the children of Israel, and we're the descendants of Abraham, he's going to do for you too. So you need to stick a, a pen in Psalms 105. You need to pen that today and say, this is God's promise to me. Anytime God comes to us and he's like, read this scripture, read this scripture, then he's reminding us, he's encouraging 
encouraging us. And how does he encourage us? He encouraged. Sounds like he had, sounds like he said when they prayed for food, they got quail. Sounds like when he needed water, he gave them water. Sounds like when they needed shelter, they got shelter. Sounds like when the enemy was advancing against them, that the Lord lifted up a standard, right? The Lord lifted up a standard. So we got to remember we got to remember the promises of God and we got to remember the promises of God are yes and amen. I'm so encouraged about that. Thank you, daddy. Thank you. Thank you for encouraging us in your word. Thank you for a right now word. Thank you for reminding us how precious we are to you. Thank you, El Shaddai. Thank you, Elohim. Thank you, Jehovah Nishi. Thank you, Jehovah Kadesh. Thank you, omnipotent one. Thank you, omniscient one. Thank you, daddy. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you are a good, good father. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. Thank you, Jehovah Rohi. I thank you, Lord God. You are a just and a fair God, an amazing and all-seeing and all-powerful God. I thank you, Lord God, that the promises of God are yes and amen. I thank you, Father God. You hung the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky, Lord God. I thank you. You foreknew us from the beginning, from our mother's womb, Lord God, and that you have not left us and you have not forsaken us, Lord God. I thank you. 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 And I thank you. Justice is served. I thank you. Justice is served. I thank you. Justice is served. I thank you, Adonai. I thank you, Jehovah Shammah. I thank you, Daddy God. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. And I bless your name. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. The promises of God are yes and amen. I love when God sends us a word. I love when he sends us a word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. 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 Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional this day. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I cancel every assignment of the enemy off their lives in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we cancel and bind fear back to the pits of the hell, doubt, worry, Father God, lust, lewdness, crudeness, contention, spitefulness, hate, all of that, back to hormone, whatever the issue is they've been struggling with, we bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came, and we release your love, joy, strength, peace, grace, and mercy, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you, Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness, we thank you, Lord, yeah, we thank you for rescuing you, you better go back and chew on Psalms 105, if you're feeling a little funky today, just push yourself in position go back and read that great is his faithfulness like go back and read his faithfulness go read psalms 121 and say no i'm gonna look to the hills which cometh my help my help cometh from the lord who created the heavens and the earth right and he is not gonna cause my feet to fail right remind yourself and he doesn't sleep nor does he slumber remind yourself that he doesn't sleep when the enemy comes in like a flood Oh, uh, my girl Frida is on here. She has such a testimony. Um, Frida, I'm going to tell a little bit of our story. Frida, Frida has been on such a journey. And for the last, I'm going to say six months to a year, she had been really trying to find a job. And then God placed it upon her heart that I'm calling you to teach. And it was strange and it was in a unsure time, but she just began to pursue the voice of the father. And she took a test that she, she hadn't even really stuffed and studied and prayed for. And she passed that test like she passed the test and then she turned around and she interviewed for this teaching program and she inboxed me yesterday and said i got accepted so god we thank you for frida's advance we thank you father god for your faithfulness in frida's life we thank you father god for opening the doors to frida that no man could shut and we thank you for positioning her in purpose lord god and that she is going to be influential that she is going to make impact lord god and that you are opening doors she also needed a job that will provide her with the opportunity so she could be what she needed to be to her baby and god honored that so lord god we are just so grateful your testimony was sitting in my heart i'm like let me show her testimony 
just so grateful to what God has done for her and, and leading and guiding her. So Lord God, we thank you for favor on Frida's life. And if he can do it for Frida in a time that they're telling you, you can't do, get a job. Guess what? God can do it for you. He can do it for you. If he can do it for Frida, he can do it for you. So you hold on to that. You better put a me too in your spirit. Anytime I see somebody being blessed with something, I'm like, my God, me too, me too, me too, me too. You want to read our Psalms 91? Come on. Let's, let's take our medicine today. Let's take our Psalms 91 right now in Jesus' name. Father God, Lakeisha, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey, Derek, and Janie. LMJ Ministries staff, LMJ Ministries partners, everybody on this devotional, everyone in my neighborhood, everyone in my city, Little Rock, state of Arkansas, and in the United States of America and this world who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm taking authority for New York today. For the state of New York, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place. Of safety, he is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers, he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful firm promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you. J j around you these evils will not touch you just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished if you make the lord your refuge if you make the most high your shelter no evil will conquer you no plague will come to your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone you will trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name when they call on me i will answer i will be with them in trouble i will rescue and honor them i will reward them with a long life and i will give them my salvation take your promise i thank you 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 lord god I thank you, Lord God. So, Father God, right now, we stand in the gap for every service individual, for those that have massage parlors and salon owners. And, Father God, we thank you for opening up your windows of heaven upon them. We thank you for providing for them in a time when Satan has said that they cannot have, they will have their needs met. We thank you, Father God, for the resources they need. We thank you, Lord God, that you are providing them with opportunities, Lord God. We thank you for creative ideas and witty transitions for those that are in exercise field, anybody in the service field that their service industry has been closed, Father God, we thank you. You are opening a way and making a way for them right now in Jesus and liberally supplying and providing. We thank you, Lord God, that they will not go without. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. 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 We thank you, Father God. We stand in the gap for them right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for the resources for them right now. Father God, I just want to declare, can y'all get in faith and agree with me, agreement with me? I just truly am a person who believes in the power of agreement. I am a person who truly believes um, that when we stand together for something will happen. I just want to declare houses today. I want to declare houses. I want to declare doors of opportunity for individuals who need their own house. I want to stand in faith and gap. And if you need a house, you better take this by faith. We're going to stand in faith with you that God is opening the door for you, for your home, for your brand new home. Uh, we're going to stand in faith. I just want to do that. I feel like we need to do that. And I, and I have to do hair in your house, Candace. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. But whatever, whatever, we're going to stand in the, we're going to stand in the whatever, right? And stand in the whatever, but I'll stand with you. So I want to just stand in the gap for houses today. For anybody who needs houses, anybody who's been wanting or dreaming about a house, I want you to stand in faith for your house today. And I'm going to stand in faith. I need a house. I'm standing in faith in agreement with you for your house, that opportunities are coming to you, that doors are being open that no man can shut, that the favor of God is on your life, that God is going to provide a house for you, that he is going to give you your dream house. I just stand in faith and declaration today in the name of Jesus that you're going to get your house today in Jesus name, that he is opening opportunities to you, that, that you do your part, like you do your part, right? You pay your business, you do your part, but that his favor goes before you right now in 
in the name of Jesus, I just declare, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you are opening up homes, new homes, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, providing opportunities, Lord God, creative creative means of funding, Lord God. I speak and declare home ownership over you today in Jesus' name. I thank you that the ball gets rolling, Lord God, and that you will walk into your new place. Dream about it. Write about it. Look, start searching for your house. Lord God, we thank you and we receive that about faith in faith. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you're opening opportunities and providing homes for them right now in Jesus' name. Now, I, that's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. So let me just give you some nuggets to chew on today. I already gave you Psalms 105. If you're coming in late to the devotional Psalms 105, I want I want to, yeah, thank you for new homes. I want to see him do that. I want to see him do it. I want to see him do new homes. I want creative ways of funding. If you need creative ways of funding, that there be creative ways of funding, um, that there be non-traditional funding, all of that. So I just pray to God that those doors open up to you, that God provides opportunities for you and you walk in your, your new home in Jesus name. So I want to give you some nuggets to chew on today. We've been, we started in Ecclesiastes. I titled today's message, the mind of greatness. Remember our four, our forerunner scripture for this, right? Let's chew, let's chew on this. Let's, let's chew on our forerunner scripture for this and it's philippians 2 5 and 11 it says let the same mind be in you that was in christ jesus who though he was in the form of god did not regard equality with god as something to be exploited but emptied himself taking the form of a slave being born in human likeness and being found in human form he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even to the death on the cross and so that's what we're going to stand on. We're, today, we're going to talk a little bit about what the mind of greatness looks like. And we know for a fact, we've already learned that if we're going to have the same mind that Jesus Christ had, we got to empty it. <laughs> we got to empty our mind. We got to empty ourselves. We don't go before God full. We go before God empty. So we've got to empty our minds. We've got to walk in obe obedience. And we've also got to make sure we're humbling ourselves, right? Those are the things that we've been learning. We've got to make sure we humble ourselves. So we're going to be, we got to empty ourselves before God. We can't go to God full. We can't go to God with all the answers. We can't go to God prideful. We can't go to God assuming we understand and know the character and nature of God. Because God changes things in different seasons. God handles you differently in different seasons. In one season, he may treat you as you're younger and more nurturing. And in the next season, he may start treating you and telling you it's time for you to grow up. And I really believe God is pushing us to a deeper level of maturation in him. So as we go to God empty, as we go to God and find ourselves humbling ourselves, and as we go to our God, God we understand that Jesus was, was obedient to the cross. So we started this study in Ecclesiastes and I'm going to read it to you. I think out my Amplified Bible today. And I want you to chew on this and ask yourself, where have I been talking too much? Because if we're going to operate in the mind of greatness, if we're going to operate in Christ, then our speech has to become less. Um, we've got to begin to find out where we've been prideful. We've got to make sure that our steps are in order with the Lord. Because a mind of greatness walks in sync and walks in step and operates in a very different mindset. A mind of greatness is not all over the place. A mind of greatness is not talking all the time. A mind of greatness does not make empty vows. A mind, the mind of greatness is not loosely led. The mind of greatness walks in a tight relationship with Christ. He understands that Jesus Christ is his brother and that God is his father and that the Holy Spirit is necessary. The, that the Holy Spirit, and that the, a mind of greatness never exalts itself. A mind of grace and greatness is never boasting and bragging in itself because he understands that the word says the only thing that I'm going to boast in is I'm going to boast in the cross. When we see Paul talking, Paul never, Paul was um, eloquent. Paul was educated, but we never see Paul talking from a place of exalting himself. We never see Paul boasting himself. And so we've got to understand what the word is saying to us. And we've got to understand what 
we need to take on for ourselves because i told you in this next season we are going to need the mind of christ if we're going to walk into the fullness of who god called us to be we're going to need the mind of christ we're going to need the mind of christ we're we're going to need we're going to need that mind so let's read it in the amplified version and remember the amplified amplified version gives us more context of what the greek and hebrew it says guard your steps and focus on what you are doing as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer careless or irreverent sacrifice of fools. For they are too ignorant. They are doing evil. Do not be hasty with your mouth, speaking careless words or vows or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before God. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Let Therefore, let your words be few. For the dream comes through much effort and the voice of the fool through many words. When you make a vow or a pledge to God, do not put off paying it. For God takes no pleasure in fools. No. God takes no pleasure that in fools. Like when I see things like that, I start asking myself, where have I been a fool? Like for real, like, Lord, where have I been a fool? Because if you don't take no pleasures in fool, I got to make sure there's somewhere I have not been a fool. So where have I been a fool who thoughtlessly mock him? Pay what you vow. Um, it is better than you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Do not allow your speech to cause you to sin and do not say before the messenger, the priest, the angel of God that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry because of your voice words and destroy the work of your hands? For in a multitude of dreams and in a flood of words, there is worthlessness. Rather, reverent, fear God and worship him with awe, filled respect, knowing who he is. If you see the oppression of the poor and the denial of justice and righteousness in the province, don't be shocked at the sight of corruption for a higher, higher official watches over another official and there are higher ones over them looking out for one another after all the king who cultivates the field and is an advantage to the yeah that's good tammy that's really where you're supposed to start um with repentance forgive me for breaking vows like that's the very first thing you got to start forgive me for bre breaking vows and i'm pretty sure all of us have broken vows. I spent some time a little while back going back over anything I had said to someone, praying, standing in the gap, asking the Lord to show me anywhere I had made any commitment and not honored it. And then if I did not honor the commitment, then I went back and repented for not honoring the commitment. And so we've got to be very careful. We got to remember that anytime we come to God in prayer, anytime we come to God in church, anytime to God, we come to God um, in the temple, we got to remember that's a holy space. So with that being said, with that being said, we we got to go before God with a pure heart and purity. And this season, come on, Holy Spirit, and in this place, it means we need to be real careful and real mindful of distractions, right? It's so easy to get on the devotional and be distracted by everything everybody is saying, right? Or it's so easy, and this is holy time. This is sacred time. This is our time together as a cohort. This is our community of believers. This is like morning devotional and Bible study, but this is still holy time. Like this is real holy time. We got to be real careful to not be distracted by like other things. Some of y'all watch the devotional and be doing 30 other things, but this should be a time where we're real pure before God focused in on him right and then when we come to him we're gonna bring God what we owe him which we owe him praise we owe him praise like we owe him praise and sometimes people are like well, I don't want to do the praise and worship no we owe him praise like we owe him praise we're gonna bring him praise we're gonna enter into his gates with thanksgiving we're gonna enter into his course with praise and so there is a maturity that is coming to us after we study this and so he's saying guard your steps and focus on what you're doing as you go to the house of God so if this is here, if Solomon is saying to us, and remember when we first started this thing with Ecclesiastes, right? When we first started this thing with Ecclesiastes, we started saying that Solomon un began to understood 
understand that if we were going to find purpose, if we were going to understand who we are, if we were going to walk into the greatness that we were supposed to walk into, then the relationship with God has to become the most important thing, that it begins with God, that it ends with God. And Solomon also had been everywhere. He had had wives, he had had wealth, he had riches, he had had all these things, and he realized nothing was more important than, than his relationship with God. He realized that all things began with God and all things end with God. And so he had to begin to shift his 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 um relationship and so if we see him writing to us in ecclesiastes he's saying look i need you to learn how to be quiet right we don't need to approach god trying to argue or inform our creator about doing things that don't make sense right we're giving two ears and one mouth for a reason james tells us be quick slow to speak and quick to listen slow to speak and quick to listen how many of y'all can 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 say i struggle with that i always want to pop off i always want to have something to say um most of us don't have good listening skills and i look for that I, that's a trigger for me like a trigger for me of whether or not somebody is listening to me most of us will skim read stuff um sometimes we're not listening in conversations and if we are like that with each other we are like that with god if we're like that with each other, if we don't fully listen to people, if we don't have good communication skills with people, if we're always listening to respond, if we're not slow in our speech, if we've always got something to say, I promise you we're pretty much the same way in our relationship with God. We struggle with the same. If we're struggling with that with people, we're probably struggling with the same thing with God. We don't slow down. We're not quiet enough. We're not allowing him to minister to him, to us. We're praising worship is for for God word is for us right we going to God with word like we need to teach him the word no praise and worship is for us the word of God the word the word time is our time to grow in God and so it, we supposed to speak in honor we supposed to sing and praise to the one truly God but we need to be careful that we're not making any casual promises or insisting that what we have to say to God is way more important than what he has to say to us. Yeah, yeah, keep a guard over my mouth. We we got I can, I cannot I can I can what what I shouldn't have so much to say to him and not have time for him to say so much to me. I shouldn't be coming to him with my thoughts, my plans, my actions and not giving him any time to tell me his thoughts, his plans and his actions. And so he's saying to us here, look, I need you to be mindful of what you're saying. I need you to be mindful of what you're doing. I need you to spend more time listening to God than you do talking. And so if you look at your conversations with others, look how your conversations with others start out. Are you a good listener? Are you um, good at taking notes? Are you good at understanding what a person is saying? Are you good at getting clarity? And I promise you, a sign of how you are in your relationships are probably a sign of how I used to finish people's conversations, right? Because I could pretty much tell where the conversation was going. Well, when I used to finish people's conversations and cut people's conversation off, I wasn't giving them time to express themselves, right? I, I wouldn't. I could kind of guard so. And they needed to still be able to express themselves. And so I went and I asked the Holy Spirit, I need you to help me in my conversations with others and letting them talk and me not answering for them because that is rude. That is rude. And I think I laid that at God's feet about a year ago. And now as I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't do that anymore, right? It is very rare that I cut people off now. I let people finish their thoughts and their conversation. Well, in that, I wouldn't probably letting God finish his thoughts and conversations because whatever we do in the natural pretty much lines up with our spiritual. It's not a, it's not a no brainer. And so if you're not a good conversationalist, if you're not a good listener, if you always talk, um, that's why I tell y'all all the time, I can pretty much look at your Facebook and tell, um, several different things, your patterns of thought, your patterns of speech, just different, just different things by the way you post or what you share or whatever, even if I'm not in constant communication. And it just leads me to a place to um, to where I need to pray for you, right? Or where I need to let a, let a God. So we got to put a guard over our mouth. We got to put a guard over our mouth before we go before God. So I want to, um, and, and, and in that it says, God, I don't know more about you. I don't, you don't know 
you, I don't know more than you know. I don't know more than you know. That has to be the precip. That has to be where we are. That's what we have to understand. I don't know more than we, we know. And so if we got two years, if James tells us, um, be slow to speak and quick to, to listen, then many of us have to, one of the reasons we're entering into the temple and we're talking so much is because we haven't mastered or even asked the Holy Spirit to help us with the slow to speak and the quick to listen. We haven't done that. So I want to tell you a little bit um, about that. So that needs to be something. That's James 1 and 19. Thank you, Jessica. So I don't have to find that. So we got to make time to chew on that. So let's go back to this little part right here where it says, guard your steps and focus on what you're doing as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer careless or irreverent. Where have I been careless? Where have I been irreverent? Where have I been making false promises? You, and when I say, oh, Lord, if you give me out of this situation, I promise you. Or God, if you give me this job, I'm going to tithe. God, if you do this, I'm going to honor you. Those are vows, right? God, if you help me with this, I'm going to do that. We've got to be mindful that we're not doing that because when we do that, that's a waste of words, right? So let's go and, and sacrifice for fools. For they are too ignorant that they do it evil. This is what I love. Most of us are ignorant to this stuff because nobody really stepped and taught us. And I'm getting ready to wrap this part up and we'll chew on some more tomorrow. Most of us don't even realize that we have idols and things that we participate in. Most of us that we, most of us don't even realize that we have these bad habits. We don't. And we're not conscious and we've never paused enough to ask the Holy Spirit to show us our bad habits. Remember, we've just attributed to our character. So let's go over to Genesis 35, 1 through 4. It says, then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel and live there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you in a distinct manifestation when you fled years ago from Esau, your brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were there with them, get rid of the idols and images of foreign gods that are among you and ceremonially purify yourselves and change into fresh clothes. Then, let's, then let us get up and go up to Bethel. Thank you, Lord. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the idols and images of the foreign gods they had and the rings which that were in their ears worn as charms against evil. And Jacob buried them under the oak tree near Shechem. As they journeyed, as they journeyed, there was a great supernatural terror sent from God on the cities around them. And for that reason, the Canaanites did not pursue the son of Jacob. So I gave you that as an example of being so caught up in culture right? So caught up in culture, so caught up in the things around you that you don't even realize. Thank you, daddy. That's good. You don't even realize that culture is ruling you. You don't even realize that culture is leading you or, and guiding you because this has been norm for cultures. This is your culture norm. You don't even realize how culture is leading you. You don't realize you've been so indoctrinated and um, in culture that culture is leading you in your relationship with God. My God, that is so powerful. You don't realize that. You don't realize that culture has been leading you in your relationship with God, hindering you in your relationship with God because you've seen culture act in a specific way towards God and you thought it was normal. So he told him, he said, do not take your idols. Exodus 3 and 5, he says, then God said, do not come near, take your sandals off your feet out of respect because of the place on which you're standing is holy ground. This was morning, um, this was the burning bush of Moses. And because things with the temple, things with the church, things with our relationship with God have been so casual, right? And nobody has really taught us how our time before God is supposed to be so reverent or church has gotten so reverent. How many of us walk in church and we talking or we busy and around or we on our cell phones, right? Nobody has really taught us how our time before God should be so reverent, 
right? Nobody has said to us, this is so holy. This is holy ground. Nobody has taught us how we've picked up or how things have become idols or how consumed and how this is impacting our relationship because we've been so indoctrinated with culture that culture is leading and guiding us. And so this culture talks a lot. I just, I feel like I need some tea to sip. I'm just being for real. This culture talks a lot. This culture does a lot. This culture moves a lot. This culture is always on a constant grind and a hustle. Like it's just so much we've been, that's why being social distancing or isolation is hard for some folks, right? Because this culture has moved us around so much and taught us so many different things that we, we don't even understand the relationship or the holiness of the relationship with Christ in the temple, in our prayer time, in our relationship. We're not, we're, we don't, we don't get it because everything around us has, we've been indoctrinated in that. We've been ingrained in that. And so he says here, as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen, he didn't say here, as you go to the house of God and draw near to talk. He said, as you go to the house of God, draw near here to and listen. So if we are to go to the house or we're to be in this devotional time or we're to be in our quiet spaces before God, right? Then we are to draw near the house to listen rather than to talk, right? Rather than to talk. And it's like, oh my gosh, culturally, we've been just so far-fetched and all over the place. We've missed the opportunities to be quiet before God, to hear what he's going to say, to, to experience the move of God to be to be caught up in where and what God God is trying to do to miss our instructions and so that's why so many of us go off of feelings and and if we go off on feelings then we're only going to do what we're comfortable with that's it that that's it this word is so exciting for me because it's going to grow me up and mature me and then in my journal I'm going to say where have I not been spending enough time listening? Where have I not been pausing? Where have I been so anxious and consumed and moving? Where am I not doing this, Lord God? Because I need to make sure I do this. I am to guard my steps, focus on what I'm doing as I go into the house, draw near and to listen rather than to offer careless or irreverent sacrifices of fools. And Genesis gave us how they were making careless sacrifices. And Exodus 3 and 5 says to us that he told Moses, he said, pause, take your sandals off. Do not come near me. Your feet out of respect for who I am because the place that you stand on this holy ground. And so out of respect for who he is, anytime we be, we come on Holy Spirit, anytime we are before God, the place that we are on is holy ground. So anything pulling us out of our time with God is disrespectful. It's disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. And so we got to make sure we're not in a position where we're disrespecting God. That's it. Chew on that today. Chew on that. My God, that was fatty. <laughs> that was fatty. That was rich. That was fatty. That's something for us to chew on. That's something for us to, to just take in and eat. That was fatty. Ask myself, where have idols, what things that I'm attached to have skewed my perspective in my relationship with God? Where am I talking too much? Where am I not spending enough time listening? Where am I wasting my time? Where am I wasting my time? Because I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, if, I, if I can post to Facebook five, six, seven times a day, I'm probably wasting some time. I'll probably let social media become my idol. I don't care what I'm posting. I don't care what I'm posting. I probably have let social media become my idol. I probably am spending too, too much time trying to talk too much and prove something. All right. I love y'all. I love y'all more than anything. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Now, I want to I want to offer this. I want to talk to you about Jesus for a second. And I want to talk to you why I'm so different. And I want to talk to you about why I changed because I was a hot mess. I I have to share that part of my testimony anytime I give the word of God. People will be like, "Oh my gosh, you're so disciplined. You're so dope." I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't this disciplined. I wasn't this dope. I was haughty. I was prideful. My mouth was smart. I didn't consider other people. I didn't I didn't consider other people. I was not a respecter of God's time. I didn't understand my relationship with God. I was just going to church. 
I was going to church because somebody told me to go to church. I was going to church because everybody in my family went to church. No, but I really didn't understand how my relationship with Jesus would transform my life. And so even when I had accepted Jesus Christ as eight and eight, when I got older, I had to accept him again. Like I had to really let him become Lord and Savior in my life. I had to begin to acknowledge that I was a sinner. Lord, I am a sinner. Like I'm a sinner. Like I'm not even really saved. I'm a sinner. I didn't know what I was doing at eight years old. I'm a sinner. And then as I began to do and acknowledge that, I had to get the belief of who he was in my life, which he was Lord and Savior. He had died on the cross for my sins, so I didn't have to pay the penalty of my sins. And when I began, and it seemed so mythical at first. I'm just going to be honest. Like, it seemed so far-fetched that, that this God, but something, when I opened the door to Jesus, something in my heart said, this is real. <laughs> this is so real. This is so real. Like, this is so real. This is so real. And so then I began to confess, Lord Jesus, I want you to be Lord and Savior in my life. I need a Savior. I need you to save me, right? And once I did that, then the Holy Spirit filled me up and then I began to grow more in grace and I began to become more like Christ. And so I want to tell you that's that's where I am today in love with Jesus. And I did made a decision to make him Lord and Savior in my life. And then the more time I spent with him, it wasn't all at once because I had layers to me. I still got layers of stuff he's pulling out of me. The more time I spent with him, the more I began to understand who I was, the more I began to understand who my relationship was. And I have so much fun with God. Like I have so much fun with God. Like I teach the word of God. I love God. I live for Christ, but I have so much fun. Like I am so goofy. I, I spend so much time. I play with my kids. We, we were watching cartoons. I was beating them up in speed the other day. Like I have so much fun in Christ. My girlfriend and I, when we get together, we not beating each other up with the Bible. We have a blast in Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is like literally my best friend. Jesus is my best friend. Jesus is my big brother. And I had to learn who he was. And the only way I did that was accept him. So I want you to make the decision not to wait. You know what? I'm going to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I'm going to let him be my Savior and I'm going to let him lead me into the relationship and the life that I was really, 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 really meant to have. And if you already been saved, why don't you take this moment to just check your heart, right? <laughs> check your heart, check your heart, check your heart. Lord God, am I really operating in this life that you call me to be in, right? Am I operating you in this life that you call me to be in? I need to know this. I need to know that I'm really walking this walk. I'm really know. I need to know that I'm walking in the direction that you have me do. Always search your heart. That's another part of empty. That's another part of having a broken and contrite spirit. And then I want to extend this last thing to you. I want to extend an opportunity to partner with this ministry. We are a 501c3 ministry. Um, our goal is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. But not only that, we serve our community. We serve our community in love. We're working on things for prison ministry. Um, we're working on being what God said, taking care of the widow, taking care of the poor, taking care of the children. And I promise you, a partnership makes a difference. It is the way that we are able to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. It's the way we're able to serve our community. So consider being a partner with us. I love y'all. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for continuing to share the videos. It means absolutely everything. I love you so much. Let me declare a blessing over you. I thank you, Father God, that you are liberally supplying all their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that every need is being met, that you are quieting all their fears, that you are the calm in the storm, not before the storm, that you are the calm in the storm. And I thank you for fresh revelation in your word today so that we do not enter your temple, that we do not take our time before you it for granted. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I'll see y'all. We are way over time. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone into the devotional. Let's continue to rightly divide the word of God. Let's continue to grow in the word of God. We'll be back here in the morning. Bring your journals, bring your Bible, get your coffee and your tea. And I'll see you here in the morning at 5 a.m. We will. We have love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.